Dad. He's not just Hi Dad. He's my dad, James Gutman. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on Hi Pod. I'm Dad. Merry Christmas. It is the Christmas edition of Hi Pod. I'm Dad. This is going up on Christmas Eve day. Thank you guys for joining me here today. Um, it is a Christmas special. If this was, you know, Saved by the Bell, I'd be, you know, meeting a homeless girl, bring her into my house for Christmas, and then you'd never see her again. Or, I don't know. I mean, typically what's supposed to happen on Christmas specials, I'm supposed to get snowed in. The door is supposed to not be able to open. I'm supposed to open the door, and there's supposed to just be a sheet of snow in front of me that just piles in. And then at the end, I'm supposed to discover that Christmas is all about the feeling that you have inside. And I don't know, man, I'll be honest with you guys. I know that this year. This has been, without a doubt, the best Christmas, and it hasn't even happened yet. Uh, my mind is better. My feelings are better. And it's something that I, I've talked about in past years, and I want to be really clear about it because I don't know. This is the first year since my divorce. It is my first year in the new house. It is my first year planning the holiday, and I don't want to get things a bit twisted. While my situation and you know the divorce and changing of life has a lot to do with it, I am not saying any of this is like a shot, like, oh, I'm so miserable. That was what there is just a fundamental difference in how things are getting celebrated this year and a fundamental difference in whose shoulders I kind of put it on. Now, growing up, didn't love Christmas at all. I had some really crappy Christmas memories. You guys know I posted a blog about the year that Santa, quote unquote, brought me coal with my Christmas presents. Thought it was funny, I guess, wherever he was or the people involved with it. It sucked. It was probably one of the worst things that you could really do to a kid. Now, keep in mind, to anybody else, if I were to lay out stories from my childhood, things I don't talk about, things I don't bring up, that is tame compared to a lot of the things that I experienced growing up. Just some really ugh, terrible stuff. But for some reason, that one, not for some reason, but that one really stuck with me. You know, I was at the age where I still uh, was putting all my faith into Santa coming. So when you get something like that, it wasn't like a joke that you give to your coworker or to your you know, 25-year-old kid. Like I was eight years old, thought it was real, was presented as real, um, killed me. And there were other years too, terrible, terrible, terrible. So growing up, Christmas was hard. And then as I got older, it got better. We started doing stuff for Christmas, got married, had the kids, and suddenly the holidays started changing. I had my surgery, my heart surgery, my surprise quintuple bypass, which I really have to put out there and remind people about. It was a surprise when I had my heart surgery on December 13th, 2012. I had no anticipation of it. I can't even imagine. I had never had surgery before. And I used to think about it all the time. Like, how would I handle surgery? Oh my God, it's so scary. It's such a scary thing. The way I handled it was I had no notice. It wasn't like I had weeks to prepare and go home. We'll see you tomorrow. It was that night. I got pulled into the hospital. They told me I was having surgery within hours. And then I had you know the surgery done. But after my heart surgery, a lot changed in my life. A lot of the people who um, were in many ways immediately responsible for my heart attack, um, people that I was talking to immediately before were put out of my life. Uh, a lot of other people went with them. And all of a sudden, it kind of became uh, a different story. I wanted to be grateful. I wanted to be thankful. I wanted to be with 
people I loved and people I cared about. And Christmas was okay, but then slowly that started to change. And I started to, you know, we, we lost invitations. I've talked about this. I never went into depth on it because I don't really understand it. We were invited every year somewhere. Suddenly that stopped. I never found out why I asked. Why we? No one knew. Uh, it just kind of was what it was. Kind of really hitting hitting the, the breaking point about two years ago, 2019. I wrote about it, the almost worst Christmas with my favorite person. And it was um, another year where we had nothing on Christmas Eve. And the only plan that we had was to go out during the day on Christmas Day to dinner. We were all ready. We we're getting dressed in our Christmas best. My daughter was in the shower and suddenly there was a problem with my mother-in-law. She needed to, or my ex-mother-in-law, I should say mother-in-law at the time, um, you know, needed to go to the doctor, there was a, an emergency, something needed to be checked out. Uh, you know, nothing, you know, earth shattering, nobody, you know, not, not fatal or anything like that. But it was, it was something that, I don't know, we were needed. So my ex-wife left while my daughter was in the shower and, you know, yelled through the door, I got to go, sorry, you know, things are coming up. And she came out. I don't know if I, I mean, I think I wrote about this part. I haven't read this blog in a while because this is a, uh, it was a tough story to remember out of all of them. It's surprising. I don't, I wouldn't think that this one would kind of hit me the way it does still, but it does. Because what happened was every year, especially after I made the decisions that I made around my quintuple bypass, the biggest thing that I was worried about was my kids, specifically Olivia, my, my daughter, my, you know, my son, he's nonverbal. We celebrate with him. I love it. This year is going to be different. I wrote about it. We'll talk about that in a second, but you know, he's cool, man. Lucas is cool in the gang. He'll do whatever go wherever. He appeases me. I'll be like, can you just do this? He'll take a picture and smile, you know, whatever, and then move on. But she's, you know, my daughter's neurotypical. She was like 11 at the time, really much looking forward to Christmas. And she came out of the bathroom and she's all dressed up. Her hair is all done. I sat on the couch. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do. And she started crying a little bit, trying not to. It wasn't like she was weeping. Like she was trying not to. And everything and my head started exploding because it was my nightmare right in front of me. You know, Christmas is now ruined for my daughter. And I'm the one here that she's like, I have to save this. And it wasn't easy. It was a hard year. We, I went to try to find somewhere that was open. Because keep in mind, too, we're getting ready for dinner when this happened. So it wasn't like it happened at 7 in the morning and you could plan the day out. All right, let me run to the supermarket. Let me do Everything was like closed at this point. It's Christmas Day. It wasn't even Eve. So nothing's open Christmas Day. We got Domino's, a Domino's Pizza, and we watched Something Wicked This Way Comes, which was one of my favorite movies as a kid. It was the only horror movie that Disney made, Jason Robarb. It's a good movie. And we talked, and we spent the day together, and it ended up being nice. It was not a good Christmas by any stretch. She even brings it up. She's like, it wasn't a good Christmas. I'm like, I know. But it wasn't terrible, and it wasn't catastrophic. Um, you know, and then the fallout from that, the days that followed, kind of led to a lot of what ended up you know, being my new life as time went on. But that was the Christmas that really just knocked me silly where I went, you know, I got nothing to do. Nobody's there. Nobody wants us there. Man. So I got divorced. Um, and that was already in motion when that Christmas came. Like things were already getting set up. It was the early stages of, of what was going to be happening. And then... I moved into my new house where I live now in January of 2021. 
So December 2020 was the last, like, you know, four of us in the same house Christmas. And it was okay, you know, exchange presents, keeping up appearances. We, we hadn't told my daughter yet. I wanted to wait until I had a place so that she would know. You know, whether this was right or wrong, I don't know what other people do in, in this situation. But for me, I didn't want to sit her down and tell her, you know, we're going to be getting divorced. And she goes, well, where are you going to live? And I, I don't know. You know, I didn't want to do that. So I want to have a place in motion. I want to have everything set. So it looked like I knew what I was doing, <laughs> you know, whether I did or not at the time. Um, but I wanted her to be prepared for it, which makes this year the first year where Christmas is mine. Now, my ex-wife is Jewish. My daughter's Jewish. So Lucas is technically Jewish, although I could get him baptized. No one would know. Shh, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what I do. I do an all, all, all in the family kind of setup. But um, I'm the Catholic parent. My kids have always celebrated both. And one of the, the good things that comes out of having a divorce in an interfaith marriage is that my ex-wife gets them for the Jewish holidays. I get them for all the Catholic holidays. So I get Easter's and I get Christmases. And the only ones we really split are like Thanksgiving's and uh you know, I also get Veterans Day because I you know Vester. If you don't know what that is, it's insanity. So this is the first year where it's me. And I said, you know what? This year's mine. I have no one to put this on but me. I'm planning it. And I planned it. And I'm hosting it, right? Uh, Lucas's best friend is Christian. I've talked about Christian before. I wrote about Christian this week. He's known Christian since they were literally babies. They were in preschool together. Um, special needs preschool. Christian is uh, minimally verbal. He has words, um, not conversational, but he could say things. And it's the, it's the cutest thing too, because I've watched this kid grow up, you know, with Lucas. I've known him since he was tiny. And when he first started saying words, it's still to this day, it like melts my heart. I'll, I'll turn on and be like, hi, Christian. Someone's going to say, hi, Christian. He goes, hi, like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And I want to hug him every time. It's the cutest kid. And I've talked about Christian before. Um, I changed his name right in the very beginning of this podcast. I told a story about having a bad day and Lucas was having a bad day and I had gone up to school to pick him up uh, and a boy came out and I changed his name because at the time I really wasn't, um, not enough friendly with them. I, I knew, you know, his family, but I knew them from afar and I saw them at events and talked to them, but I didn't know them personally as, uh, as friends and family. And he comes out into the, the, the foyer of the school, the foyer, whatever it is, while I'm waiting to pick up Lucas. And he's with his aide. He has a one-on-one -on -one aide. And he's having a, like a sensory reaction. Something's happening and he's upset. And I watch him crying. I'm watching him come out. And I wanted to say hello to him. And I'm kind of weird with this, man. One of the, the hardest things is if your kid is nonverbal, your kid is in a special needs school. And he has friends that you know, and you know them through their parents. And you see the kid without the parent and they're with an aide, you want to say hello to the kid, but you know, there's a chance the kid isn't going to acknowledge you. And I don't want the aide to be like, who's this weird dude waving to children? So I'm debating it in my head. Do I say hello? Do I not say hello? Do I say hello? So I went, uh, I went, hi, Christian. And I waved. And he smiled and started laughing and the happiest reaction. And the aide even said, she's like, oh, see, she's like, now you're smiling. Say hi. And, and it brightened my day. It was, it was beautiful. And I, I love that moment. I think about that moment. I think about that kid and how much for years I wanted them to be friends. I wanted them to go out. And I presented the idea. Uh, people, people said, you know, he doesn't care about that kind of stuff. He doesn't need to do that. So we didn't. But I wanted to. And it wasn't until after January of this year where we started, well, a little bit before that, taking him to birthday parties and bringing them out together. And it's wonderful. 
he's great with this kid. It's really cute. And I, even in the blog I wrote on Wednesday, highblogomdad.com, if you go to it, uh, not Wednesday, on Monday, I wrote about taking Lucas and Christian with Christian's mom, uh, Lauren, to Hicks Nursery, which is like this winter wonderland kind of farm thing that they have on Long Island, and how great Lucas was. And how I attribute a lot of that to him watching Christian do these things. There was no transition problem between the car and the building, which there usually is when you bring Lucas to a new place, whether it's bowling or whatever, getting him out of the car and to walk into a building, he has meltdowns and he didn't at all. And I kind of figured it was because he saw Christian get out and walk into the building. And I was like, oh, and I started to see a lot of the benefits that having a social life for a kid like my son brings. And it was beautiful. And I'm so happy you know, Lauren is fantastic. I had Lauren on this podcast. Her and I did a conversation months and months and months ago talking about our kids, talking about the similarities and the differences. Um, she's fantastic. She's wonderful. One of the most important people in my life. Just, and you know, we all love her. Uh, Lucas, you know, my, my daughter met her. She loves her. Her mom is fantastic. Her mom is uh, obsessed with candy, which I am. And it costs, <laughs> it causes us to buy each other candy all the time. Uh, so just really good people that we're grateful to have in our lives. So I wanted to host a holiday. I wanted them there. They're coming for the holiday. But since I'm hosting it, for the first time ever, it gets to include Lucas. It gets to be, not only include Lucas, but be for Lucas. Like we would go to other people's houses. They would put like, you know, bowls of food out for people to eat, which you do at, at holidays. You do at events and nobody really thinks about it, but he can't handle that. So he would throw himself at, you know, the bowl of tuna or try to grab the crackers and... It kills me when that happens. Not even necessarily because like, oh, he's so bad. He's getting the, the food because he'll lunge at food, knock it off the counter, trying to grab it. And I watch him laying on the ground crying with this overlook because he can't handle not being able to just grab it. Now he's gotten better through the years. I've worked on it and worked on it and worked on it. I wrote a blog about it, about how he would steal people's food. And I had plenty of, of online people. He's going to go to jail one day. It's like, oh, I know he's terrible. It's, it's awful, whatever. But for him, I did it for him. I love him. So we try to teach him not to do that. But this year, there's not going to be any of that. I'm not going to have food out in the open for him to cry over and wanting to get. And we'll serve people. We'll keep everything behind a child gate. Uh, Christian, same thing. He's very much like Lucas, where he's lived in everybody else's holidays for a long time, doing what other people wanted him to do. Christian is different than Lucas. Lucas will eat anything. Christian is picky about what he's eating. So I'm going to go out the day of Christmas Eve, going to get him you know, a pizza. He likes pizzeria pizza, chicken McNuggets, have them all waiting for him. So he'll have something to eat. On top of it, and the big thing that I, I did was Lucas used to have a ball pit in the house. It was a, a waiting pool, a blow up waiting pool filled with these play balls. I have a thousand of them. And he loved them. You know, he would play in it. Over time, he started to get a little used to it. It took up a lot of room in the house. They all had to be cleaned out at some point anyway. So I took them down months ago and just kind of forgot about it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to bring this ball pit out for Christmas Eve so that the two of them have something to do. So that when we're playing a game or playing cards or opening presents or anything that we're doing that Lucas and Christian don't like to do because they don't open presents and they like their presents when they get them. And I think he's going to love his presents this year, but he's not big on sitting in a circle, opening presents. So it's going to be something fun for them to do. Or something where, you know, they could sit in there with their iPads or not even use the iPad. There's, it's just, it's the first year where I really feel like it's for him. And I feel like so much of what we've asked of him 
has been for us through the years. You know, like, hey, Lucas, you have to live in our world today. But it's Christmas, man. Christmas and holidays, they're for everybody. So I'm able to make this for everybody. And keep in mind, too, I'm doing these things, and it's not a major inconvenience for us. It's not. Is it easier to just go get your own food and sit down? Yeah, it's easier to do that. Is it easier to just put food out and you want to chip? Oh, it's right next to you. Grab it as opposed to like going to like maybe, you know, an area in the kitchen that the kids can't reach. Yeah. But it's not a major inconvenience and it includes everybody. And I'm excited and I'm happy about this. I'm just happy about the holidays. It's the first time ever where the holidays kind of snuck up on me. Two years ago in that 2019 year, I had one day I couldn't get up. I couldn't get off the couch. It's this feeling of dread memories. I've written about this ghost of Christmas past and all this stuff. And it was bad. It would start at Halloween and it would continue on until the end of the year. And before you think, well, everyone gets like that. I'm bipolar. I was diagnosed bipolar that same year, 2019, diagnosed bipolar, which a little, I never, I don't know if I've said this, but the thing about being bipolar that I think was the hardest thing to kind of digest is as a kid, you think that nobody's like you. You're like, nobody thinks like me. I'm completely unique. Oh my God, nobody's like this. No one understands me. I'm a freak. I'm different than everyone. And then you get older and you start to learn, no, everyone's like me. We're all kind of the same. And then in 2019, it's like, no, 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 no. You're bipolar. You are a little different than everybody. And I start to realize that not everybody thinks the way I do. Not everybody reacts the way I do. Not everyone takes things to heart the way I do. Not as affected by things that may have happened. So I've been through a lot. And this is the first year where I'm not looking backwards. It's the first year where I'm not putting my faith of what to do for the holidays in the hands of another person or people. It's all me. If it works out, it's on me. If it doesn't work out, it's on me. If there's anything missing, I can do my part to make sure it's not personally. And I am, and I feel so happy about it. And I think it's going to be a good year. My, my daughter is excited. Everybody's excited. It's been... It's a beautiful thing. It really is. And I'm so grateful to be able to share this with you guys. And it's funny because I can go back now to the blog. And if you want to go back through the archives of everything I've written and just see the difference between the writing that I'm doing this year in the lead up to the holidays versus years past and some of the darker things I wrote or some of the sadder things around Christmas. It's a good feeling. It really is. Uh, and I'm grateful I get to share that with you guys. So thank you for allowing me to and thank you for letting me tell you my story and tell you these things and explain things to you. It really means a lot. I, I love what I'm doing right now. You know, I just, I love the life I'm living. You know, I'm, I'm writing, I write for post media where I'm creating articles that are going into Canadian newspapers. Um, like thankful for that. It was my, an editor that I had when I was at, uh, at the richest, when I used to work for the richest and, and baby Gaga back in the day, she had moved on. I had moved on with her. She had asked me to come do some freelance work and I've loved it. I feel like, I feel that the work I'm doing is important. I feel appreciated for it. I work with all different editors and they get positive feedback and they, they give me not just negative feedback, but they help me structure what I'm doing. So I feel like I'm growing in that sense too. So that's a happy thing. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, and this blog itself and being able to interact with you guys and being able to give you, you know, my work and explain my life means everything to me. So thank you. I do appreciate it. And, and honestly, if you're listening to this, Merry Christmas to you. 
but it's just, you know, a happy new year and happy Hanukkah too. I, you know, we, we do happy holidays. I feel like this year it's, it's such a big difference in time between Christmas and Hanukkah that you could just say, you know, Merry Christmas, um, you know, overall, but honestly, happy holidays if you celebrate anything uh, and a happy new year. It's been really, it's been a good thing. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. That said, be sure to check out the blog. It's highblogomdad.com. I said again this week I wrote about going to Hicks Nursery and I wrote about the inclusive Christmas on Wednesday, so please give it a check. Uh, I will do, before we go, a moment of sanity. So without further ado, here you go. Hi, Pod. This is your moment of sanity. That's right. This week's moment of sanity, uh, the moment that kind of brings me zen, is Christmas decorating, which I did not realize I loved to do until this year. I never got to do it. I mean, I got to do it and I didn't get to do it. You know, every year it was kind of, you know, we put stuff out and you put the lights up or whatever. Uh, My ex always did the lights. I would kind of put the things out. But this year I got to do my own lights. I got to do my own uh, display out front. And I love it. It came, it came out so good. Uh, I got these candy canes, these big tinsel candy canes. I put them on the porch out front. And I was one of the first people on my block to do the Christmas lights. I did them like the day after Thanksgiving, like right after Thanksgiving was over. And I hadn't spoken to a lot of neighbors. You know, there's just a few. I have the woman next door I say hello to, the lady across the street I don't really know. It's kind of just weird, her and her husband. Uh, next door is another woman I like. So my two next door neighbors I've spoken to, almost nobody else. I put up these Christmas lights and it's almost like everybody was, people would walk by, your house looks good. I'm like, thank you. You know, you know, you can come to our house and do our lights. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it was just such a joyous feeling of being able to do that. And it, it put me in the spirit. It got me excited about the holiday in general. Um, I started to think about it. Honest to God, like it started sticking in my head. Like I'd go inside at the end of the night and I'm like, you know, maybe if I were to put a light here, I'll move this here and a little light up presence here. You know, I bonded with the woman next door over it who apparently loves Christmas. Like don't tell her this, but to, to walk to the parking lot, you know, I live near a parking lot, but when you walk around, you could see in, in one of her windows, she has, you know, shades, but you can see through the shades. She's had her Christmas tree up for a long time. I feel like it's been there since before thanksgiving by a while so she loves christmas she wouldn't know by talking to her she doesn't seem like a christmasy person so we've talked about it about putting the lights out i told her one day i'm like your lights look great she's like thank you so much so it's it's been nice uh, just getting to know people just getting to be a part of it so i'm lucky that i could do it this year i'm lucky that i get to you know decorate my house and you know, there was an old old saying in my fraternity i don't think this is a secret if it is they're gonna throw me out but it's okay where when they wrote the ritual for my fraternity to initiate people, the guy who wrote it, what he said was, we have to put our our apples of gold in frames of silver. And I love that that statement, that, you know, Stefan Alonzo Jackson statement, which is, you know, you take something that you love and you frame it in more beauty. You don't you don't just present the thing, you show it. And I feel like that's what happened with with my house this year, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of everything about it. And I get to frame it in beauty and it feels, it feels good. And it feels like, um, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I'm meant to be doing. These are the people I'm meant to be with. And for that, I'm, I'm eternally grateful. 
Thank you to you guys for allowing me into your AirPods. Thank you so much for liking, subscribing, reviewing, rating, all the things you've done. Uh, and thank you to all you guys who have been supporting me for years and learning about my family and um, hopefully taking something out of it, maybe using it in your own life, but in the very least for allowing me to vent and allowing me to get my emotions out. You guys have really followed me through a roller coaster. And when I first began this blog, I never imagined the journey I would take in the duration of writing it. So thank you. That does it for me. I will see you guys on the 31st for the New Year's Eve special. It's a big special thing all around. Uh, so join me next Friday, new podcast, Monday, Wednesday. I'll still do the blog. You'll read it there, highblogumdad.com. Till next time, James Gutman, be well. Bye, bye. I'm done.